0: Oh. Hi, this is Wendy Steinberg. It's a coffee celebration. And <laughs> my very first guest from season one, Goddess Gretchen. Oh no, oh my God, that was your middle name. Okay, oh, God. I'm a... goddess Heidi Gretchen Hall, Sarah, I was like, right? Yeah. She's on Zoom with me. She works at the University of Colorado Boulder in their College of Business. And I want to say you're an academic advisor, but you do so much more than that because you also teach, you take cohorts of students abroad, just went to Switzerland, right? Right. And we've been besties since 1996. No, 94? No, 96? 96. Oh my God, can can somebody just hand me a coffee? (laughs) Um, Right? Except for it's one o'clock here and that's not going to roll oh my um, gosh it is. it is so i'm so grateful you're here i got to see aunt heidi this summer at gnome sperm mitzvah yes. and we had some fun there and um i'm so glad to see your
1: face you too this is so great yeah. uh and july was wonderful yeah that was so ups, nice. ups yes. and downs and in-betweens and oh hi wasabi Oh, that, how do you know that's wasabi or sushi? Is so, uh, wasabi has a wider face, and he's a little
0: chubbier. Oh, just like me. And he's <laughs> also needier. <laughs> like me. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> they're chihuahuas, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, we think okay. that there's some other kind of dog in there.
1: But, yeah. Wasabi is so,
0: so needy. Yeah. Call Sophie the Pug. She's asleep on the bed. Um, she had her nails clipped yesterday, so that was exhausting. Yeah, and um, she lost two pounds, which I wish I could say. (laughs) Um, Yeah, me too. What? What'd she um, do? What's her secret? Um, she went up and down the steps in the front. Yeah, bathroom and came back up. Yeah, how easy is that? Like, if it's just that easy? Oh my gosh! So. Um, you were here in July and I'm, I'm so grateful you were here for the Bar Mitzvah. It you came amazing. with, um, Cindy, which yes. is a friend of ours. And what was the best part, of uh, besides seeing me, um, and what my kids? Pick- totally seeing you because we
1: hadn't, we hadn't been able to see each other for a long time. I mean, you right. came here pre-pandemic to Denver.
0: January of 2020. We That's. Yes, it was just got it in. Right.
1: Right. Under the wire. Um, and that was great. And we went to the rodeo.
0: It was just a cultural experience for everyone. It
1: was, it was, it was, um, but no, that was great. So it was just, it was seeing you, but also your community is unlike any other I've ever seen or experienced. You had friends who opened your opened their houses to us, and opened their lives. And it wasn't just here; you can, you know, sleep on this couch. It was we had beds, we had, you know, putting out the towels and oh, help yourself to the refrigerator, and really connecting with Debbie and Ira, mm-hmm. um, and then to know Jacob. Um, the oh, family
0: okay. was amazing. We love Big J. Yes. And I was talking to Julie, who sat by you in synagogue, uh-huh. and she said, Your friends, Cindy and Heidi, she's like, I've never connected with people like that before. They were just so normal, so fun. <laughs> And I'm like, I know, right? And she's like, it was insane. Like, I sat down next to Heidi. We immediately hit it up. And it was just like, I haven't had that connection with people in so long. And so she was talking about that recently. So that's also so nice. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just like any other. um, It was just like any of unlike any other community and just the way that people. I mean, to be able to eat with with everyone on Friday, Mm -hmm. just everything was so special and I felt so lucky. And um, with so much, especially right now, right before the election,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and so, you know, so many people talking about cultural differences, um... It, they obviously have not stopped to, to reach across the aisle or reach, you know, to, to, to look into a different community and see how beautiful it is. Um, and I, it, it just makes me weep. Yeah. There are so many great things about, about every culture, about any culture.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, but you know, it especially lately with all of the Kanye
0: Yeah th- Yeah
1: hate speech and things. Anyway.
0: No, it definitely it definitely is uh very derisive and is that a word? Did I say it right? I don't derisive. know. Okay, fine.
1: <laughs> yes, you did. It, thank you. You used, you used it correctly <laughs> and you spelled
0: it correctly. You know, it, I mean, it only separates yeah, all of us, you know, and um, yeah, it can be scary as a Jewish person to see it back in the spotlight, you know, yeah. he has millions of followers, yeah. and I don't know why they follow him, but, um, you know, I don't know, so it can be scary, but yeah, so let me tell you about, and we'll get to the election as as well, because yes, yes go ahead. Who was I talking to? I think it was Debbie yesterday. I went oh, to- Debbie. And I said, did you not know that Heidi worked for the DNC in Washington DC, and she saw Nancy Pelosi, and on Fridays when she wore jeans, and they got a call that Nancy Pelosi was coming in. Everybody had to rented to the bathroom and changed their clothes because you couldn't wear jeans in front of Nancy Pelosi, and and um, Debbie was like, "Okay, the next time that they come and visit, we are gonna talk about that." <laughs> yeah, it was so funny, great. And I, I just remember you calling me and you telling me all these stories about. Um. I mean, you're working like eighteen-hour days. Uh huh. Wearing heels, you're going out for drinks, and you're back at it at six a.m. Yes. And remind me, how long did you do that for? Um,
1: I was there three years, and um, or in D.C. for three years. Um, and it was the one thing that 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 experience in D.C. taught me was, um. I feel like everyone inside that beltway has some, some sort of moral flexibility, <laughs> sadly. I mean, it, there's not, um, I don't know of one politician or one person in DC that is just like 100% the person that they say that they are okay there's always because like in order to get money in order for you know there was a lot of fundraising going on and I worked with the fundraisers um at the d-trip and you know it's not that everybody made these huge promises that they couldn't keep but there's always a little bit of give and take right and you just hope that there's enough of the same core values
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I just so not to not to deflect from that time in DC, but I just finished watching um oh what is it called? It's about Jerry Falwell Jr. And it's a Netflix or no, maybe Hulu.
0: I have Netflix here. Let's
1: now I can't um
0: okay, Jeremy
1: Malwa? It's about Jerry Falwell and he and his wife were um
0: it's not Netflix
1: paying this guy okay maybe it was HBO um I've got to look at it now but it it kind of I mean it it kind of has to deal with higher ed because Jerry Falwell Jr. was removed as president from from Liberty Liberty right um. And it all has to do with this young man who, Jerry Becky Falwell, um, his wife, his wife saw at a club in Florida. a uh, uh, not a club, but a, he was a pool boy in Florida. Shaminy. I can't. I don't know what it, I'm gonna find it now that we're talking. But um, yeah, it was so. Interesting. It's the movie
0: about the pool boy.
1: It's the pool boy and his story, and it's a true story. Um, but even that, like, it was very interesting to see, um, what you know, the Falwells put this like persona on, just like so many people, this persona, um, but underneath it all they were doing all of this crazy stuff and wow yeah, less than less than righteous activity anyway it was just very interesting to me because i feel like that's not that it gets to that level with everybody but you know
0: i think people who find themselves in position of power feel that sometimes they're absolved of yes. any accountability. Yes. Um. Be it politically and obviously just talking about Mr. West and there's NFL players, NBA players, things, they don't retract it. They're not learning from their experience. They just put it out there. Yes. And, um, I was even talking with a friend. So recently I sat on a hiring committee at Xavier where I work. And, um, you know, it really is a phenomenal campus. Very inclusive. It is a Jesuit campus. It's really lovely. I was on. By the way. What?
1: I love that. And I love that. I don't know. I just really like that you're there.
0: Oh, thanks. Me too. Yeah. So, one of the women on the committee, um, we had to step out for a minute, um, with different as the way the the interviews were going. So we were sitting at this table working, and she starts talking about. <laughs> she starts talking about how in Boca Raton, Florida, where she was working for a, a period of time in her career, okay. How. The prices of everything increased because the Jewish people from the north came down to Boca in the winter, and that's when the prices increased. So I, I'm sitting here listening to her. She knows I'm Jewish, it. And so I'm like, is this a, Is this a microaggression? Is this, yeah. What is this? Yeah, and so I kept. You know how sometimes you just try and there's social cueing when you try and end a conversation and like right. transition to another one. She wasn't picking up on those, and she kept going back to the same issue and stop it and talk. You know, trying to get property or even the grocery store. She's going on and on, and I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, I don't know what to say in this situation. Yeah, and I don't know how people like. What do you say? So it is. Um, I think it's all related when we talk about when people have um, flexible morals, like you were yeah. saying. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's um, yeah.
1: Like a perfectly lovely. Okay. Well, here's another example. Let's okay. just get personal about this. So microaggressions. And you're and you're right. Like I know, in my DEI training. You're you're supposed to confront mm-hmm. whoever it is and and kind of make it a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. I'm horrible at that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I have so this has to do with my dad who is precious. I do Dwight. I have, Dwight is precious. I adore him. I love him so much. But um, he numerous times. And the first couple of times I, I called him out on it, but he, he doesn't understand. He said why there are so many, I don't even know if I can say this without throwing up a little salt and pepper couples,
0: black and white couples. I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean. <laughs> no, it's okay. No. Like, You'll be staring at me, me staring at you, and we're like, "Yeah, no. yeah." Um,
1: in commercials, in commercials, it, especially, and and I I don't know it. It's because a commercial had come on. We were watching TV a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I explained to him how representation matters. Um, that. That's very racist, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he said it a number of times now Mm -hmm. to where just kind of like going back, like that woman going back to it and going back to it Mm -hmm. after a while, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have let it go. I don't know, but yeah, everybody has their own. And even, okay, so Friday in class, um, we were talking about networking and these Mm -hmm. are with first year students. Um, and they are, their next assignment due in two weeks is to interview a professional in a, in a job that they think sounds interesting. Okay. finding like a CU alum on LinkedIn or, um, Talking to someone back home that is in a business that they want to work with, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was, I asked for an example and someone, uh, uh, someone who they would want to work for, mm-hmm. or someone who is kind of an aspirational. And, and uh, someone said, Elon Musk. And I could not help but make this horrified face. And to them, Elon Musk might be a great person. And as an instructor, I mean, I just went on because I'm I'm the teacher. I'm 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 the instructor. I don't feel like that was the time and place to stop and go, okay, let's talk about Elon Musk.
0: Right. Right.
1: But maybe it was. I don't know. But am I Is that me trying to project my thoughts or or my morals on someone else? I
0: don't know. I don't think so. Because Because I I think he's a jerk. Yeah. When you're a first-year student, I mean, they're thinking the money. You know, they're like, I want to be a billionaire. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm so financially secure that I don't have to worry anymore. Yeah. first-year student, me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but the thing is, if, if you were to have unpacked that, you would have been able to say, you know, when you're interviewing someone, you're not just interviewing them about their job and how they got there, yeah. but there's so many other variables that go into their quality of life, True. you know, and that is the moral compass that we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. It is um, work ethic. You know, um, yeah. all of those things are in there, and you know, Mr. Musk. Um, do you know he started a perfume recently because of his life? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Google it. Have your have your students Google it. Oh. Anyway, but the thing is, is you know, he um, when I read about him and when I listen to him on the news, I get a feeling that he thinks he's probably above reproach. You know, because of the money, and he has what eleven children with many different people, and that's fine. You can do that. No harm in reproducing. Absolutely, you do you. Right. But, but the thing is, is like, um, how you treat people. You know, coming to work every day the whole day, not talking to your coworkers for three point seven hours. You know, like. There's so many other things that go into that assignment. Um and you know what? When you were saying that, this popped in my head. You remember Dr. Dollar Hyde's career counseling class that we took? Yes. And we had to um what Dr. Dollar Hyde did now this you guys, this was in grad school back in the day. Yeah. She um, we had everybody. I, and fold it in a piece of paper, and she put it in a bag, and we all had to go around and pick one out. I still, and, and then you had to, like, interview someone with that job. Do you remember what you picked? Probably not. Okay. I still remember because I'm still scarred by it. Um, Whoever is one sick puppy in our class wrote, um, the person who gets roadkill off the highway. I'm like, how do I even contact someone like that, Right. I know, I know. And then I knew, no, this is not my career of choice. Yeah. 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 And I do think it is kind of generational as well, because um, just even listening to my own kids, Mm -hmm. for them, financial success is the barometer of success, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, you see seven year olds bringing in like three million a year doing toy you know whatever on right? yeah my kids were like we want a YouTube channel I'm like what are you gonna do you yeah know? what are you gonna do so it's, tells- um, yeah go ahead
1: that well that that <laughs> makes me think about um one of the other assignments that we we do in class is um we, we do three career prototypes. So like for the next five years, you know, plan A, that's what you're doing right now. Like your current path, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are you going to pick as your, you know, area of emphasis? And are you going to study abroad? Things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plan B is what if plan A didn't exist? So like, what if the school of business did not exist?
2: Hmm.
1: And then plan C was, for the next five years what would you do if money was not an object
2: if okay.
1: and also if ethics and morals was not an object so you see a lot of like porn stars <laughs> like I want to be a porn star but nobody wants to continue with school and even in plan b there were a number of of students who are like, it doesn't make sense for me to continue with school. It's so expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I want to do is make video games or whatever it is. Right. And that was never, I I, maybe because I was a first gen student, that was never an option. I mean, it was just like, well, and I think it was the time as well, like generational in the nineties, that was that was the epitome. It didn't matter what your major was, but mm-hmm. if you earned a degree that was huge, if you went to college. Right. Or maybe that was just me. I don't know.
0: No, it was because I was first gen too.
1: Yeah. And
0: um I don't even think it was an option not to. No. Go to I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think the about o- not going. Right. The only choice is where. Where are you going? I- Right. right and now you know having worked at Cincinnati State which is a technical two-year mm-hmm. you know I had students graduating making more than me oh with yeah masters absolutely mm-hmm. you know um Those it, just...
1: programs that are the at two-year technicals mm-hmm. I, I mean when I worked at Butler Community College um, Uh, an auto mechanic could come out, um, what is it, ASI, ASC? Yeah, yeah, something
0: like that, yeah.
1: And just have a choice of jobs.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had to ring myself back in because, um, I'm not a welder, okay? Right, 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 nor can, and, and, I'm trying to get my kids to think this too, which I don't think we had the best direction um when we were advised right. right. it was self-direction yeah. Yeah. so its like um you know, I don't like to stand. so when I was working like at my kids' schools um, right. just so that I could have, on their schedule and things like that I stepped out of higher ed for a few years I hated it I don't want to be in the classroom like that up and down changing diapers yeah. Yeah. I want to be behind a desk with a computer doing my job Right. and I couldn't be a walker and I can't do like construction and be outside all day but you know what there's civil real. engineers that have a construction emphasis degree and it's like oh my gosh you know, they're making $45 an hour. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it just,
1: and with the technical world as it is right now. Yeah. There's, there's something that that's something I can't do. Yeah. I never will be able to. Um, and it moves so fast. Yeah. There's just no way. So, and that's where all the money is right now. I feel like, but it, is that all that the that they need to think about or worry about? No,
0: no, absolutely. I try and and widen the scope. You know, um, it's because it's not all about money. That can, I mean, your job could be cut, and then what are you going to do? You know? <clears throat> absolutely. No, I know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So when you have these papers you see from your students, do you respond to any of them? Are you like um thanks for sharing? Like Yeah,
1: it, it it's hard because so this isn't like well, here's another thing. And this is something that is a whole different I mean, if you're interested in higher ed, this is a whole different topic, but Mm -hmm. first year student courses, should they be graded? Mm -hmm. Our, our class went from being graded, letter graded, to pass fail to this year for the first time, it's satisfactory, unsatisfactory. Mm -hmm. So they get the 1.5 credits if they get a satisfactory. Unsatisfactory, is nothing like they don't even fail. Like it's not a, so
0: do they have to retake it?
1: No. I mean, it's a business elective. It's not required, which as some schools it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, which is great. I mean, I think there's some value in it regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't take the time anymore. Like my TA pretty much does all the grading. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, I will want to, I mean, I want to connect with the students and I want to see what they've written, but unless I see it in class or they bring it to me, yeah. I don't, I don't know what they've said. I don't know what they've written. And I hate to admit that, but there's just not enough time. Yeah. Because of course we don't get paid extra to teach. Right. It's part of under the academic advising umbrella.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So, and this year, it's, this fall has been the best experience, um, teaching maybe because I haven't tried to worry so much about the grade, <laughs> right. like there's no, I think some, some of the advisors do try to do this, but there's, there's no, um, like just because I say something, are they going to care? I I mean, just because I'm like... That's not really what you should be concentrating on or what if, you Mm -hmm. know, I give them ideas, I guess, but I don't, I don't like really, there's no right or wrong answer, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I tell them that constantly. Yeah.
0: So. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Just put her on the floor, Nomi, okay? Put her on the floor. Sophie the Pug's having issues right now. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. She is feeling neglected and everyone's doing something else. Um, but she doesn't want me when no one is around. She just kind of, turns <laughs> little, you know. I'm like, what, stinker pot? No Oh my gosh! Anyway. Sure, but still, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Yeah, I I just I even see it in dating. Like, I don't know why people come to me to talk about this. <laughs> I, was not, I was not successful okay but apparently I'm a good listener uh, well yeah uh, I mean that's true right okay thanks but like if a, if a male a man doesn't have all the boxes checked or more recently I had a friend sorry I asked her said, so how's it going yeah oh, I didn't see I didn't feel it so I'm like you didn't feel it well, obviously, a relationship is not going to, a marriage, like, do you know what that is that's getting up every day and thinking yeah. that make it work? You yeah. Know, you're yeah. not feeling it.
1: Yeah. You're not feeling you it. You just go,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I just smile and nod. I think that's going to be just, uh-huh, that's all, because not yeah. only from what I hear your students are saying, but, you know having people talk to me about their dating life and you know it's just and we were talking about this earlier but yeah it's um I feel like we're living in a completely different universe than when we grew up and I'm sure our parents feel that way too like
1: oh absolutely that's funny (laughs) you would say that because um at Nakata you know I just came back from Nakata um Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, there was a session I went to. It was all about Gen Z, and I thought this will be interesting. I, I, you know, I want to see what because I've,
0: I've been to some Gen Z, uh, sessions before. Can you remind me the age of like the years? What is Gen Z like from two thousand um, and whatever? Like... That's a good
1: question.
0: I'll Google it. Dude, I don't
1: know. Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, it was gen z what they're like higher ed what we're like Uh and of course they weren't you know in the conflict because we're not matching up
0: 97 to 2012 okay okay yeah
1: Um, and then some possible ways to like connect with each other but it made me realize i am the establishment now i mean our our generation is the establishment now these this range of you know 45 on up let's say we're the ones who i mean not personally but are the the chancellors and the presidents and the you know like the 50 to 65 to 75 year olds um and i don't understand gen z
0: yeah yeah
1: I, I try. But that's that's a big. That's hard in our job. Yeah, it is. We keep it getting is. older and they stay the same age. <laughs>
0: it's true. No, it's absolutely true. Um, Yeah. And they feel like if they don't have to do something, they don't do
1: it. Yeah, yeah, that that's part of it. Like they just they don't see if there's no real reasoning behind it. I mean, I didn't question anything when I was in college.
2: No.
1: Yeah, have to do it. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of an eye opener. So, but I think going back to Dr. Dollarhide wasn't that what she didn't she study generational learning?
0: I think so. I think that was... That. Yeah. What,
1: what's she up to now? Do you know?
0: Yeah, she works at The Ohio State University. She does? And she is a full professor in the school of school counseling.
2: That's she amazing. Is, she's
0: an hour and a half from us. I know, right? So next next time, we're going to just... Bust in and be yes. like, "Hi!" Absolutely. Yeah. Okay,
1: next time we are doing that. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. That's great.
0: I know, and it's interesting. Um, we're mentioning her because I, when I came out for my interview at Emporia State, yeah, I, I didn't really feel connected to it. But I just decided to go because it was not as expensive as the other places I got into. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a small community. I was like, it's not one of those big campuses you get lost on. I I mean, I know you're at CU Boulder now, but I can't do that. Um, Oh, sure. I mean, but, but I don't, I'm not connected to the campus. I'm
1: connected just to the School of Business. Right. Like nothing else. So
0: and she single handedly got me through two years. Yeah. Because after the first semester, I was ready to quit. I was like, um, where are we? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what yeah. is this? You know, like uh it was um,
1: hadn't didn't she even say like when she she didn't like it there either. Right. Heck, the whole city and the campus and everything is so, I don't know. But um, yeah, she's like, they took me to the cutest neighborhood and. Right. There were bunnies going across the street. Yeah. a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it ended up being a huge shithole of a place. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But um, we both got through it. Yep.
1: Thank look at us now absolutely <laughs> just have everything together don't we
0: <laughs> I would go that far oh, now, there's still some days where I wake up and I'm like what am I doing what am I doing what's what oh, am yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. absolutely yeah yeah talk I, about big jay can I segue into jay yes oh my gosh yeah. tell me tell me Next year, you and Cindy are going to have to come out for the Cincinnati Coffee Festival because absolutely, it was amazing. And um Julie was so funny. I had posted pictures of us at the coffee yeah.
2: festival,
0: and her comment was, "Have you eaten anything?" Because I have. We have literally started on one end of the ballroom, went back and forth between. And it was like people like booths on both sides, you know, and they were oh my three, gosh. There were three wings, so to speak, double yeah. booths, double booths, and everyone's handing out coffee, and it was like, la, 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 universe opened, it was amazing, and there was one booth where there was, like, iced coffee with whipped cream and these little straws, and then there was this place that did fig coffee, um, what? stomach is stomach. Was it, like, local places, or was it just? Well, there was um, a vendor from Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there's, like, um, cappuccino contests where the cappuccino art and stuff like that. Absolutely. And my work spouse, Dan Van Fecten, he came with his girlfriend, and he wants to play because they have um, music going on, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so fun and until julie actually said did you eat anything i hadn't eaten anything oh my and God. yeah it was i needed to eat something after an hour and a half of um sampling all this lovely coffee uh, yeah
1: were you um, like jittery yeah. as a like
0: yeah and so i went with jacob and um i think i might have scared him a little bit because I don't know if you know this about me. Like, I just went up to these tables. And I'm like, who are you? Tell me about your coffee. Like, I love coffee. And pictures of them. And we got t-shirts and coffee mugs. And we were just living it up. And, you know, oh, my God. It was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. I kind of, you know, I am old enough to be his mom. You know, I'm 51. He's just turned 30. You know
1: those are sometimes those are the most fun people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I,
1: there's a new coworker, um, in our office, uh, and I don't know, she's, she's, she's probably 30 something, but yeah, could totally be her mom. But, um, I think that says a lot about our, not maturity level, but about our level of like, that's, That's where we thrive. It's kind of like, I mean, I love my younger sister, for instance. She's great. Mm -hmm. She's two years younger, but she is a wise soul. Mm -hmm. I will always be a young,
0: little bit of immature soul. And I'm okay with that. Yeah yeah I think that's probably why we went into higher head because yeah oh for sure we for connect sure. we connect with yeah we like, connect with those the people students. yeah absolutely and even though the
1: generations do change and Gen Z is different there's still there's still something about that age mm-hmm. it's so much fun and so energizing um and uh They're so interesting to get to know and they're they're finding out so much about the world and having these aha moments. Um yeah. But anyway. Um no, I think there is that's definitely a reason to go into higher ed for sure.
0: Yeah, I just feel like first of all, I've always loved school. School has always been a really safe place for me. Yeah, And then just to make it your career, I was like, absolutely. Yeah. You
1: know? Oh, my gosh. We have a fall break. We have a winter break. Mm-hmm. Even if we're working it, it's still a difference in the season. We have a yeah. summer. We have a spring. Right. And again, we may be working it, but that's it's a difference. Yeah. You no, know, it's it's. Um, our year starts in August. Mm-hmm. It never starts in January. That's not how I think of my year.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, when you're looking at being in higher ed, are you able to move up in your role? Or?
1: Um, you know, I was going to say that earlier. Like, there are some people I feel like are in higher ed who... That's what they want to do is just continue to like, mm-hmm. th- those are the people that are um more of the cutthroat, like they're, they're into the policy, they're into the procedure, they're into, you know, all of those administration things. Um, I think I've found that I'm happiest in a role where I work directly with students. Yeah. Um, my last position, you know, I found out my, my last portion of students that I was going to be working with was, it just wasn't, it was going to be given to someone else because I had too many other administrative duties that I had to do.
2: Yeah.
1: And more, we were hiring more advisors and I had gone from like, I don't know, seven to 16 in in mm-hmm. like three years, four years. Wow. Um, It just wasn't, I really like where I'm at right now. And I mean, I have enough, I have a team, I am a a supervisor, but I don't know that I ever want to move up anymore. Yeah. I'm sure the money would be great, but I'm not going to be happy doing
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good to hear because I think it is that process of evaluating where we're at, our quality of life. Like, if you would have asked me in Dr. Dollar class, yeah. Oh gosh, I told you I want to be VP by forty. I want Absolutely. my master' my doctorate by thirty. I want, you know, Absolutely. and now I'm just like, please don't fire me. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, what I mean, it's just like, not that good, but it's just budgets get cut, things. Yeah. and even though my office is part of the strategic plan for our university it's still it's like colleges and universities are a business Mm -hmm. and there's so many other ways like we were talking earlier about being educated and making money and how that looks so
1: absolutely no I think um I think where I'm at right now, well, at academic advising in general is becoming more viewed as a profession. And as I feel like when we first started,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was just like an entry level position. Yes. Nobody yeah. was going to be in for very long, you know, and five years was a long time. Yes. Um, and then you, it was just kind of like, you're, you're meant to move on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, super, super stagnant, but now there's so many different things you can do within academic advising and faculty, at least where I'm at, you know, in, in the school of business, um, they want to partner yeah, because they know we're on the front lines and we're the ones who are talking to students. Um, yeah. And know more about what's going on than they do. Right.
2: Absolutely. So, um,
1: so. Sorry, I'm getting antsy. Like I'm moving around trying to find a good place. My back. I'm not, yeah. I'm like, sorry.
0: hair is not doing anything for me. <laughs> I'm,
1: yeah. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm getting older too.
0: Right? I know. I
1: know. I can't, I can't st- sit still for very long. Um, so anyway, um, I think that that has really helped yeah and also where I'm at I mean they have
0: money yeah and it's that's a huge plus. Yeah. it helps it really does um yeah. and I don't know if that's Colorado as a whole but
1: I feel like Colorado has a lot more money in general yeah than like Kansas let's say
0: yeah no I know that um we're struggling, you know, even in Ohio. Yeah. So,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think my next, um, move will be something completely online.
0: Yeah. I look at that's, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of depends on what what's out there. But I think now that we know that we can do our job, yeah, satisfactorily mm-hmm. and successfully. I mean, why not do it remotely? Absolutely. Be able to like, I don't know, take the dogs out at noon and mm-hmm. throw in a load of laundry in between.
2: Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know,
1: between. Uh, appointments it's great not having to not having to pack a lunch the night before or thinking about right. all of those specific things like it, it's silly stuff but it adds up so
0: much time the I don't think it is I don't think it's silly mm-hmm. you know employers have to look at providing those uh non-salary benefits like we yes. not our campus gave us another day and a half of winter break. Um, We were supposed to close on the 22nd and now we get out at noon on the 21st, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's those things. It's Mm -hmm. like how many students do we really think we're going to serve on December 22nd?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be remote anyway. So my kids are off school, so I'm going to be remote. But, um, It's those little perks that are going to be the things that um, candidates look at, you know, that flexibility, maybe the fourth work week, um, things like that, working remotely half the time. Um, So, yeah,
1: it's actually a possibility. Yeah, I. um, Hopefully. Institutions are looking at what they learned over the pandemic, right? I mean, the things it, talking about breaks. Um, our campus,
0: yeah.
1: Um, when we were fully remote, it, mm-hmm. we just closed everything from like December twenty fifth to January second, or whatever it is. Right. We just closed it. Nobody worked, um, and it was such a cost savings.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And nobody, were Nobody cared. Right. <laughs> we weren't open. Right. But now we just do that every year. Right. We did it last year. We're doing it this year. Um, and it, yeah, it's that like, that is more satisfying to me and more helpful to me mm-hmm. than saying, okay, here's a thousand more dollars a year.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Give that flexibility so yeah. I can be a good mom too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: How do you, um, since I don't have kids, has higher ed been good to you as a mother, as a single mother?
0: It really depends on okay. the campus. Okay. So I have seen do as I say, but not as I do mm-hmm. a lot. So there have been campuses I've worked at. Um, where, you know, I was in the process of becoming a single mother and I needed to bring my kids with me, you know. And the only reason why I thought that was okay, you know, they're on their iPads, they're in a the lounge, they're they're old enough to watch themselves. They just needed them for that day or this or whatever. Um, and the only reason why I thought it was okay is because I saw other single moms, okay. other faculty do it. But then I was reprimanded for doing that. And I was so confused because to me, that set the cultural tone for the office. That here is this inclusive place. She has her son go right back to her office. These students who attend the campus can go right back to their parents' cubicle or office. But then I bring in my kids on devices completely you know, not disturbing anything I'm doing, and I can't. Yeah. Um, and that was very difficult because
1: that in offices, and it is so mm-hmm. annoying. And what a double standard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Off the, I think this is probably it's different. Okay, so my whole background was housing, so yeah. I. Lived on, and when I was married and had Max and and Hayden, we lived on. I was able to do whatever I could do, and yeah. and you know my ex husband was in the in the apartment and things like that. Um, but now it's hard. It's hard to balance it. My yeah. my current job is amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, you know if I have to come in late, I'll. I, come in late, I'll stay late. Or if I have to work remote, I can. If something is going on, not a problem. I can do that. Um, And I think it's just the supervisor, it's the campus culture. Um, Like my supervisor knows I'm not going to Macy's. You know, I'm not not taking this time to go shopping. I'm actually picking up my child from school, bringing them home. I'm gonna get on my laptop after I do that. And so having that flexibility and having the, the options as a single parent is what I look for in a job. Yeah. And that's why in the last six months that I've been at Xavier, I have found that, you know, I, I'm in academic affairs, which I know, <laughs> um, you know, and so I, my, me and my supervisor, We report to the assistant provost who reports to the associate provost who reports to the provost. Mm -hmm. And we're all women. So I know. Yeah. When I see the assistant provost, her son goes to Miami University of Ohio. I used to work there. So, like, when I see her doing that, to me, it models that yes, take time out for your kids, or your family. You yes. know, um, when I was, we have this monthly meeting with the provost. So the last meeting, I always get there early because I need to have the best seat. And <laughs> and one next to a door in case I have to use the bathroom. And um, I was sitting there and, and other women hadn't come yet. It wasn't that it's just a male dominated meeting. Right. It's just, I hadn't seen you know, the other women. So the provost comes in and she looks at me and she goes, can I sit here? I'm like, by me? And, she's like, <laughs> oh my God. and I'm like, yeah. And she goes, good. I said, girl power. And she's like, you know, that's right. And she sat down and I'm just like, you know, it's. Oh, I love that so this. much. And I feel that to my core right now.
1: And it, it 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 is office by office. It is such a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I it it was a little bit bewildering to me to see how supportive all of the women in my office are of each other,
2: mm-hmm.
1: up to the dean level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, but sometimes that can
0: go awry. Yeah, it can be the other direction Sometimes it where can be. there's yeah. gossip, yeah. backstabbing, talking yes. about everybody, and I don't think that's a, it either, you that's
1: know, the like, of office that I came from. Yeah, just let me do my job. Yeah, that's just let I me do my job. Um, And now, I mean, everyone, we don't you know really it stops at the dean for us mm-hmm. and the dean um we have an interim dean right now who is super awesome i mean the dean before her she went to uh michigan mm-hmm. um to their school of business she was amazing um the associate dean uh i just adore and we mm-hmm. We're about the same age. So many other people are a little, you know, younger than us. Um, But we were the only two in the office that dressed up for Halloween, for instance. Yeah. So we, uh, we have dance parties in her office. The other day she was like, come on over. That song is on that I told you about The, you know, and she's always doing, she's very thoughtful as mm-hmm. well. Like, I think yeah. that there are definitely people you, you just jive with and, and some you don't. But how great
0: that is to have a provost. Yeah. That and, would just be like. And there's all these women that I look towards as mentors. Yeah. And I love being in academic affairs because having been in student affairs since I'm undergraduate going up, I never felt. That I had the tool set to be successful. Because all I was doing was responding to the examples that were set before me. But then right. I was being held accountable for my behavior, which I should be, obviously, but I was only mirroring what I saw.
2: Right.
0: So it's it was very confusing for me as an undergrad, and then in my first professional role, and then when I was Emporia, and I met you. Um, but since then, I've really tried to work on myself. Um, it's not important to me to talk about other people. I think in the past, I thought I took it as a as a way in which to um, facilitate change on campus. And all it came across as was, Wendy's a pest. She's a gossip. Don't hang out with her. When I thought it would be the change agent, the catalyst of speaking out, representing underrepresented population. No, people don't want that. They want to do what they want to do and they don't want you to do it either. So whatever. But in academic affairs, it's um, they have had to rein me in a few times because there is a certain way to do things. So Xavier university in Cincinnati is such a highly regarded Jesuit campus. There are, 20, there are 28 campus Jesuit campuses across the nation. Um, and one thing I consistently hear as the person who admits students into our program is I never thought I could go to Xavier. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you could totally go to Xavier. Like, oh, wow. You know, we go to college fairs at community colleges and that's what we hear from students. We said, "Have you ever thought of applying to Xavier?" And they're like, "I could never get in." I'll make sure you can. Like, like, what's stopping you? They have it in their head; I, that they can't do it. So, I, like you said, I think I'm in a really good place. Um, it was funny. I, I won, I'm on two different committees now at the university, and I had to submit my um, resume. So I went to my supervisor and I'm like, I want to apply to be on committees, but I need my resume. Do you have it? And she goes, Don't you have it? I said, I thought I would not need it again. You know, because yeah. I found my place because this is my place. Yeah, I my place. I, I, like, where is my? And I had to dig for my thumb drive, and I'm like, yeah. I Hope it's on here. I know. I have not use it again. Yeah. Um. But the mentoring I'm receiving from my supervisor, from the assistant provost, associate provost, every provost is just, and our president is a woman, the first woman president in over a hundred years. And she's phenomenal. And when you see that kind of example set and you know that if you have, like there were times when I had to leave to pick up a child because- um, they were there. Yeah. I don't know how to say that nicely. Yeah, and yeah. so I had to leave it. Not a problem.
2: Yeah,
0: you know we will see you. Family is first.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know when I had car trouble, so I recently bought a Honda Odyssey, a 2013. So I'm, re- yeah, yeah. I bought it after you guys were here because that's my. Right. Went because out. That's right. Oh my gosh! My I actually outgrew my little Kia. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Thanks. To, uh, who said? One of my students. He played basketball at Cincinnati State. And I was picking up after school, which I'm sure was not allowed. Okay, fine. Right. Um, and he's like contorting his body. <laughs> and, he
2: right up,
0: and he goes, "Is this a matchbox car? Like, what kind of car is this?" And I'm like, "I'm like Jonathan. I am four eleven. I'm a right? regular car. Yes. You're seven foot. Move the seat back, okay." Yeah. <laughs> So, when the people come and I'm like, I need a van, I need yeah. a van. Yeah. So, I bought a, a 10 tenured- year your, your boys are getting so tall. Oh my God. And big. Oh my God. It's insane. Okay. So, I don't know if I told you this, but I shrunk an inch. I went to my doctor. I'm 410 now. But um, I know it's happening. I'm only 51.
1: I know, I mean, but
0: it happening. does have. I know, I know. No, I'm not, I was not mentally prepared. I mean, how much, how much, like my boobie came up to my shoulder. So I knew, I know there's evolution, but yeah. like I'm going to be, I'm going to go back down to my boobie size. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think I love where I work. I do. And I am so happy you love where you work and you have the mentors. To help you cultivate what you, what kind of profession you want to have, you know, and you know, we were talking earlier before the recording about dating and all that, and it's the same with jobs. If it oh, doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't fit our moral compass, mm-hmm. our values, um, what we want our our day to day to look like, it, it's exhausting. And yeah. we both it, wow. we've both been in jobs. Where, okay, so this is what Big J, okay, so we are going to be writing a book. um, (laughs) I love it. It's going to be amazing. And we both have had jobs. And I feel so bad for him because he's only 30 and he's had jobs like this. Um, But I was at a campus and um, my office was near um, a library. Not the main library, but like, Sometimes when you're in the pros, those professional buildings, they have their own libraries, right? Right, right. Yeah. So this campus show, I'll remain nameless. And so in this library was a storage closet. Okay. Every day I would go in the storage closet and cry because the, the stress of it yeah. was insane. And um, I finally had to leave because it was affecting every other part of my life. And so, when I saw you in July, like, you were just happy. Cindy's happy. Yeah. We're all in good places. Yeah. So, we will never be on OnlyFans. But we're good. Yeah. We are good. That's right.
1: <laughs> we that are. Is- we are. And I think that it's it's a whole frame of mind as well. Yeah, this is a neat- yeah it is. Time. We're kind of at the second half, I guess. Yeah different priorities and
0: and we're good. Yeah. Yeah, we are good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that about us. I know. I know. Did you put up your pictures yet? I have um
1: my not yet. My apartment is a huge pigsty. But oh. <laughs> they're ready with a bunch of other pictures. You know, I have only put up 3 Things I put up a clock and a mirror and a Shit's Creek, uh, poster in show. my bathroom, and that's all. I don't have anything on my walls,
0: any other wall, in five years. Yes, isn't that sad? Yeah, we need to come and do like a trading spaces sort of thing. I, just, I
1: tried, you know. I I actually put some stuff up when I when we were when the pandemic had just started.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And I had I needed the background like. Zoom has just, you know, had so many different versions now that have up- upgraded, and now I have this lovely "I am a business buff" background. That's right, I love it. Be bolder, but um, be bolder, but um, the walls are weird here. Like they're, I think it's just like thin, like the sheetrock, and then the insides are like metal, and so you can't like. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: anyway that's a whole different yeah but that's our next episode that can be our next episode is- absolutely <laughs> Heidi I love you Mwah, no.
1: I love you so much it's so good to see no. you give Big J Debbie Rachel the boys give everybody hugs for me I will I will I love you I'll be in touch I love you okay, okay. bye, okay, bye.